It's the Score North Twin Show. Manuel Margot, boys. Let's go. LFG. How about that? I'll be honest. I, based on like uh, 20 years of being in unnecessarily deep fantasy baseball leagues where you have, you literally have rosters full of like taxi squad players that are in double A. Manuel Margot, about 10 years ago, was stashed on my minor league fantasy team. And I've been a Manuel Margot stan for a decade. And so I am happy that he is the Twins' fourth outfielder via trade yesterday. I am here for this. Declan, your thoughts? Because I, I do want to get to one thing. I, I decided to do a deep dive here uh, on on him because I I liked I like the move and I liked it, but uh, your thoughts first, Declan. Well, he's kind of the opposite of Michael A. Taylor of his of his strengths, where his strengths of Michael A. Taylor are got some pop and a really good defense. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Margot last year, a negative player defensive run save, but historically has been pretty, pretty solid, a solid center fielder, not at Michael Taylor's a Taylor's peak, but at the same time, a reliable center fielder for the most part. And a guy who doesn't strike out, he does not strike out. Um, you could honestly make a case without the versatility. It's very much of a, even more diet Kiki Hernandez. Like he doesn't strike out a lot. He's got a little bit of pop to him or a little bit of good average to him. He can hit a little bit. He can hit lefties. He's a right-handed bat. They had a log jam at lefties, so they need a good right-handed option there. In terms of fourth outfielder and insurance policy, I think it's a pretty ideal insurance policy in case Byron Buxton can't play. Before Judd gets into his deep dive here, so the full trade is the Twins get Manuel Margot, and then they get shortstop prospect. I believe it's pronounced Rain Donchon. Donchon. D-O-N-C-O-N. Donchon, I think. Yeah, Donchon. I think you're Donchon. right. Donchon. Yeah. Yep. And then... The Dodgers get the Twins also get some cash in the deal. Yep. They're only going to pay four million of Manuel Margot's salary, and then the Dodgers would pick up two million dollars on the buyout for his twelve million dollar team option next year. So the the Dodgers are paying for some of this, but then the Dodgers get former Twins first round pick shortstop prospect Noah Miller, who's like twenty one years old, struggling to hit at any level of the minor league. So the Twins are kind of kind of bailing on him. Um, and then the deal paves the way for Kike Hernandez, who we talked about on yesterday's Scorn Our Twin Show, to go back to the Dodgers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, to Declan's point, solid defensive. At this stage in his career, he's not what he was, Margot, maybe three or four years ago defensively, but he can play center field. And and there's some metrics like defensive run save that really liked him a couple years ago and three years ago in center field. So we'll see he's not quite the same defensive guy, but much higher OBP than Michael A. Taylor, rarely strikes out. And two of the biggest problems for the Twins last year were a bunch of high strikeout guys who didn't get on base very often, and they've they've worked to correct some of those things. So mm-hmm. here for it. And he can hit left-handed pitchers very well. So yes. That's another good. Yes, he can. On the surface, this move makes a ton of sense, and, and it does at least provide the Buxton insurance, which I was like, you really don't have that. Like, they can talk about Castro, and, you know, we like Willie Castro and Austin Martin. Those are that's all a lot of pie in the sky. You knew something was coming, but I saw the Margot trend in the decline of defense, and I thought I need to look into this. Doesn't seem because if you go back to 2021, 13 defensive runs saved, 16 outs above 
average according to uh, StatCast. So those are really impressive numbers. Mm -hmm. That's a really good outfielder. And then in 2023, uh, for instance, last year with the Rays, that had dipped to a negative three on defensive runs saved and a plus three on OAA. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at the medicals. Dr. Judd's going to the medicals because what have we failed to do on this show? Hey, we, they got we, Ty- yeah, it's true. We have not Googled Tyler- Manuel Margot injury. Yeah. They got Tyler Malley. It's great. Oh, did you look at the medicals? Hey, they got Chris Paddock. This is great. He's cool funny. Okay. Oh, yeah, God. exactly right. No. So okay. anyway, here is where, here is where the defensive prowess. And what's interesting is Margot still has above average speed. So his speed is not totally gone. Uh, but the difference is this. In June of 2022, he crashed into the right field wall at Tropicana Field and suffered what was described as a significant patellar tendon strain. He missed half the season. Then, let's see here. Then last year, in August, he underwent right elbow surgery, but the defensive decline directly correlates to the knee injury that he suffered in June of 22. So I'm just saying, I think that there's a reason. And Tampa Bay, by the way, um, Tampa Bay forced the Dodgers to take him mm-hmm. in the glass now trade. They threw in $4 million in cash. And then the Dodgers were, were consistently trying to shop him to pawn him off on a team. And the, and, and they, and they sent, I believe 4 million to the twins yesterday in this trade. So while I do like the idea of the trade, and I'm inclined to agree, this is a really nice fourth outfield option. If Buxton goes down, I do have some concerns about the health here. If 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 Margot ends up having to play on a damn near everyday basis because Buxton is hurt, I think it could be a problem. But anyway, I think it's only fair that those who watch the twin show get the medical reports because I certainly have been lacking in finding them before this. That's good. So I'm glad one of us remembered to Google player name that the Twins traded for injury history. Well, the decline in defense, so I'm like, that seems sort of odd. Like, like because he's not an old guy. It's not like he turned yeah. 38, and it's like, okay, he just slowed down a lot. So, yeah. yes, I did look up the injury past of Margot. But they've got, but they've got some options now, right? Like, yeah, if Buxton can't do it, it. And, and we'll I'm find out. I'm you. He, Buxton plays today as we record this. He's he's getting close to probably stepping on the field here for the first time in. Well, he did play for St. Paul in for Saint like Paul. two games, but yeah, it's five hundred something days since he's played center field for the Twins. For the Twins, game. yeah, which is crazy. Right. So at least you can you can add Margot to a mix of Willie Castro, yep. Austin Martin. They've at least got some guys they can move maneuver around. I did see too some speculation somewhere. At least I. I this makes sense to me. I would speculate on this as well. Against left-handed pitching, could you put Buxton in center and Margot in one of the corner spots? You can. Maybe Margot, having lost a step, maybe he's a slightly below-average defensive center fielder, but he could be an above-average yes. corner outfielder moving from center field. I like and now you've got a lineup that can hit left-handed pitching really well. So that gives you another possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just think he's he's a solid option. I'm... I think this probably makes Austin Martin's chances of making the roster a little bit more difficult. 
Um, he had a, he faced a climb, I think, regardless before spring training started. I think this, I wouldn't say almost solidifies, but probably dips more in the chances of he's not going to make the opening day roster. And by the way, I'm not like completely bummed by that fact. The other part, the only part that kind of scares me here, and Owen Miller's bat has not developed at all. Apparently he's a very smooth defensive shortstop, so he's got a glove and that might carry him to the major leagues. What concerns me is when the Dodgers pluck someone away like that, uh-huh. that they unlock something. And typically, I'm I am a trade prospect guy. Don't hoard prospects. Don't believe and fall in love with every single prospect. They're always going to break your heart for the most part. The majority of them will. But when the Dodgers come in and say, "We'll do that," but we want a guy who was the what 35th overall pick in a draft not too long ago, and we're really good at developing talent, not just out of thin air, but in our own ecosystem. That part does concern me that you gave up a guy who was a top 40 pick in the draft for basically a fourth outfielder. But they did get, but they swapped, they get a 20 year old back, right? Mm -hmm. Don, Don Chon. So they're not, it's not just a straight up. And and I get where you're coming from. I mean, you've, the twins have gone from, Hey, this is a first round pick in 2021, 18 year old kid that we were like playing a premium position shortstop. And they're not completely bailing on him because they're getting something of value back. So it it is a swap. But, dude, this guy has been atrocious at the plate, at the low levels of the minor leagues. I mean, like, usually by now, when he's had a 1,000 plate appearances and he hasn't been to double A yet. So he's been rookie league, low A, and high A. He was with Cedar Rapids all year last year. And he showed a little bit more power last year. But he's literally like he's hitting 220 in a thousand mm-hmm. plate appearances at the low levels with a 326 on base and a 318 slugging percentage, which is got the glove. smooth, really smooth glove, bad, baby. Man. Smooth glove. Late inning defensive replacement for the Dodgers in about three I years. I mean, he might not even be a late inning defensive yeah. replacement for their double A team if he doesn't start. <laughs> yeah, you can play for the Saints. You can come back here and play for the Saints. No, the Twins have better infielders than him right now. Okay, he could play for for <laughs> the the Buffalo Town team. Okay, that works. The Buffalo team. I don't know, but I know like Dex, you're nervous that he's going to explode into this player. But like, he's if 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 Noah Miller is to become something you regret, it'll be at least yeah. five years. Yep. And you need to also put true. together a team right now that can win some games. I saw a uh, a tweet. I forget from whom last night that the top end of that draft is now gone. Yeah, like if if you look back at, at that draft, I think it started with Chase Petty. They have traded like their top five picks from that draft. They're all gone. It's remarkable. They, it is Chase Petty was their first pick, twenty sixth overall. Noah Miller, thirty sixth. Yep. yep. And then let's see, uh, Cade Povich was in here. Christian Encarnacion Strand gone. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, so know. reckless speculation. For you guys, the payroll is up to now 127 million. It's down approximately 30 mil from last year, but that was the unfortunately the expectation. Like they've talked about that. Okay, they still could use a starter. You guys think that Austin Martin is competing not only with Castro but Kyle Farmer? And do you think that they would try and pawn Farmer off before spring training ends on another team in order to free up a little bit of space to help with pitching? Because if Austin Martin can make the team, Declan, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he can play multiple spots. 
I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm just, I think Farmer came out a couple of days ago and flat out said that he was surprised to be back. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's a chance that, because I think they like Castro because he he can play the outfield as well. Mm -hmm. Castro can play what? Third base for sure. The outfield for sure. If Austin Martin turns into a swing guy, for instance, could Farmer be the odd man out if they are going to indeed try to get another starter? They could. Um, I mean, Farmer gives them a little bit more of a veteran presence, and he can play second. He can play I like third. Him, so, yeah. He can also, honestly, in last year he hit he hit lefties really well last year too. So he is an expensive. I guess to your point, he's going to be a pretty expensive bench option. Like in terms of resources spent on position of like what we're getting yeah. at. Do you really want to be spending $6 million on a guy who's probably only be playing every second, fourth day? Like he's not going to be an everyday player. He won't, uh, pending an injury, he won't be playing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get where you're coming from, but I also don't know, again, pending another team's injury, if you're just going to pawn him off just to clear space, then why'd you even sign him in the first place? Yeah, I think I would love to see Austin Martin show a little something in 30 days at AAA. I think not now that you've brought in a fourth outfielder, you know, for a while it looked like, man, you're going to need Austin Martin to be your backup or starting center fielder. If you don't yep. get what you need out of Buxton, I think now you can kind of send him down and he can play some, he can play some more corner outfield center field. He can, he can just be ready to be kind of a super utility guy. Cause that's probably what Austin Martin is. He's a guy that's going to need to play like two or three positions for sure. Every outfield spot. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that Farmer's back too. I think they went in with the intention of probably trading Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, and Kyle Farmer, or maybe two of the three. Two or three, I think. And and two of the three are back. Here's something else with this Manny Margot move that they just made. Two of the things, if you if you include that with the Carlos Santana signing, two of the things that really plagued the Twins last year, they had some of the worst first base defense in the league, just looking at metrics. And they had the highest collective strikeout rate of any lineup in baseball. The twins lineup struck out in 27% of plate appearances last year. So almost one in every three times to the plate twins hitters were striking out. And I know we've gone over this on the show before, but it's like, well, an outs and out, what's the difference? Well, an out might be an out, but putting a ball in play in place of a non-competitive strikeout. It's a big deal, especially in today's baseball where strikeouts are becoming more and more prominent. You know, the Astros traditionally, I mean, they've been one of the best teams in baseball for like seven years now, right? The Astros have been great at putting the ball in play. The Diamondbacks got to the world series last year, the Diamondbacks and Astros are the, uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks and Astros. And by the way, the Braves, those are three of the five best teams at putting the ball in play last year. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think you can you can sit on top of that strikeout mountain again. So what did they do? They said, Joey Gallo, see ya, goodbye. And Michael A. Taylor with your seventh highest strikeout rate in baseball. Joey Gallo was the highest. Michael A. Taylor was the seventh highest. We're going to swap you guys out because those guys were in the lineup daily basis to start the season, right? And we're going to bring in Carlos Santana, and Manuel Margot and Byron Buxton are going to combine for the other spot. Reduce the strikeout rate. Carlos Santana, one of the best defensive first basemen in the entire league. So I love that they went after two things that they were bad at last year. Got rid of some of the weeds. 
And now they've brought in two guys that can, that can help them in those categories, put the ball and play more often. And I w- wonder if at the end of the day, the goal is to DH Kirilov as much as possible. Well, Santana's Santana a better a first baseman. Definitely is. And, and look, I, you know, Kirilov strikes me as the type of guy who, who, if he's healthy, and that's a huge if, in fact, that's the problem. When he's healthy, he strikes me as a professional hitter, the type of guy who can DH. I mean, Buxton's part of Buxton's problem is that spot is not meant for, for every player, right? Like Nelson Cruz perfected it, but there's a lot of guys who, if they're, they're not playing, because if you think about Buxton, for instance, he gets in his own head way too much, right? He thinks about things. Yeah. So you're, so you're, li- you, you take it at bat, you go sit down, you think about your at bat. If you got out, you fret about your at bat. And I, I wonder if Kirloff is the type of guy who can handle that role in a better way. And then Santana plays first. And I mean, Kirloff, I don't know. He, he doesn't strike me as the answer at first base for sure. But I mean, the guy, when he's healthy, can flat out hit. So I, I do think the DH spot is going to be really interesting to watch, though, because they have, again, and I like this, they put themselves in a position to rotate guys through as well. So you're not and, stuck with one guy. And their defense, in general, does need a little bit of a boost. Like, oh, is, yeah. is Edward Julian Dan Ugla, where he's just a monster at the plate and a butcher in the field? By the way, I saw Talking Baseball made a, a literally a second base tiers yesterday, and Dan Ugla was just one of the tiers, and they grouped a bunch of second basemen in there. I haven't gotten to the portion if they put Julian in the Dan Ugla tier, but looking at I mean, the numbers yesterday, yeah, now. A, a lot of bat, not much glove. Yeah, yeah. Um, left-handed versus right-handed, I think. But yeah, and Correa being now you know free of the plantar fasciitis, Royce Lewis should be at least at the worst an average fielder, if not an above-average fielder. They in general, they just need a little bit a better defense in that infield. I mean, Kirloff's error in game four of your season where your season got eliminated was, was embarrassing. Like that can't, that play cannot happen in a playoff game. So they need him just in general. I think a a good improvement defensively. Yeah. Your right side for sure. Mm -hmm. The other thing we can do at some point, maybe later this week or next week, the real roster shakeup question. and And it's a good one is what if Brooks Lee tears it up this spring? What if you get, you're halfway through March. It's like, man, this guy can't send him this down. I can play. Can't send him down. It's 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 worthy of a bigger discussion. But do you do you put him at second base and move Julian to? But then it's like I'm not moving Julian to first base at the expense of Carlos Santana being the best defensive first right. baseman in the league. These are champagne problems, as <laughs> Quasia Dofamenta and other famous people would would tell you. But do you think this is it? Do you think that was that trade yesterday was the last? I know you, you kind of floated the Kyle Farmer thing, but I think there might be a pitcher. I'm not saying it, it would knock your socks off, but I, I think that there might be a starter. I, I think we need to see how, how the month plays out to see physically how a few of these guys are progressing. Yeah. Like Paddock's got to be a concern, right? You, you hope it's okay, but you don't know. Um, it would not shock me if before they head to Kansas City for the opener, if there's one more move. But I do think that's, that this is, for the most part, as far as the roster goes, beyond pitching, I think this is it. Yeah, th- this mostly feels like it's it. And, you know, if you're Jordan Montgomery or even mostly Blake Snell, because I think Blake Snell more falls in this category, whatever deal he's going to get, you may as well, if you're Blake Snell, have an opt-out in year one. Because people are scared. 
People are scared that you're not yeah. as legit as you say you are. You're, you have a control issue. You don't go deep into games. If that dude puts up another Cy Young season, you have an opt-out after year one. You won't have that issue again next year. Oh, you will get a bag. He's getting an opt-out. He's no question. Because there, there is, it's clear that Montgomery, Matt Chapman, and Snell are not going to get anything close to what Boris thought. So every one of those guys, I almost guarantee it, will we'll get a one-year or a three-year contract, but it's really a one-year contract. Yeah. There's no question. By the way, the this is I think this is updated today on Fangraphs.com. The latest updated playoff odds and win totals. So in the American League Central, Twins projected. Now I will warn you, Fangraphs always projects everything kind of close to the median. So they they very rarely will have the last place team at like fifty eight or sixty wins, and they and they very rarely project like ninety five or a hundred wins. Sure. So it's always. It's always a little bit inaccurate in that way, but they've got the Twins projected to win the American League Central, five games ahead of the Guardians, only 85 wins right now for the Twins, which you're like, what? But then you look at the American League East, they've got the Yankees at 88, the Rays at 86, and the Orioles at 84. I would be shocked if nobody from either one of those divisions got to 90 wins, so Fangraphs might be a little off there. They've got the Astros as the number one team in the American League projected to win 91 games. But uh, Twins, five games ahead of Guardians right now, 65% chance to make the playoffs, 53% chance to win the division, and a 4.2% chance to win the whole bleeping thing. 4.2? Sorry, guy, Trevor May, who's now retired, uh, he does a little baseball stuff. He picked the Tigers to win the Central. He's buying the Tigers stock. Tigers are interesting. They could add, they could use another player or two, but I don't know that they're going to add anything. Agreed. Tigers might. Weeks. The Tigers are probably the second best team in the division, right? But, but they like the Guardians always find a weird way, man. To, they put out enough pitching. Tito's gone though. The Tito Magic. Yeah, the not Tito there. Magic sauce. Yeah. And Kansas City actually has made some additions for the first yeah. time. And, and they signed Witt to that enormous contract, which I was actually impressed by. Witt, yeah. Quit and the White Sox look like just a complete. Oh, the White Sox gonna be awful. What happened? Yeah, what does Fangraphs say? They're, Fangraphs they're has bad. So Fangraphs has Twins, Guardians, Tigers, Royals, Gap, White Sox as one of the worst teams in baseball. I believe Fanduel had it Idiots. as something even lower for uh, season projection win totals on, on Vegas line. Because yeah. that team's going to be awful. And the Dodgers, I believe, is the one, 103 and a half, which is the highest over-under for any preseason team since the 99 Yankees. Wow. Wow. I think you fade that. I think you take the oh, under. Yeah, so that, many but... wins, dude. That's so many wins. And Fangraphs has Dodgers at 94 wins because they're always on the lower end of the, the spectrum here. But, yeah, the Dodgers have a, a 17% chance to win the World Series, which for baseball, that's so high. <laughs> Because yeah. it's such a random playoff sport, but uh, yeah, we've got we will have a random twin of the week. Actually, I saw the, the right before we clicked record, the twins are on the grid from like yesterday, so we should maybe jump in and do that either tomorrow or save it for a later okay. day. But uh, there's your update. Manuel Margot is here to to help save the day in center field. Just don't Google injury history. Just don't have check, your knee. Check the medicals. Go out again. I check the medicals. That's what I do. Dr. Judd is here for all of you, Scorner Twin Show listeners.